0: Welcome to the 72nd episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say in Food and Frightening Film Fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. We also had some audio issues uh, when I first recorded this, so I'm re recording everything. Hopefully, the sound will be better here. This week, we're covering the Child's Play or Chucky franchise. There are eight movies total in the series. And Child's Play is one of the rare horror franchises that has a lot of continuity, which we'll talk about in a second. So the first Child's Play movie came out in 1988. It was directed and co-written by Tom Holland. You'll remember we talked about him several times previously. He also wrote Psycho 2, directed Fright Night, as well as two Stephen King adaptations, The Langoliers and Thinner. The movie was written by Don Mancini. And he's been involved in all the Child's Play movies except the reboot. He wrote the other seven films. He directed the three before the reboot. And he executive produced Bride of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. So this franchise is really his baby. <coughs> Holland is also given writing credits for this movie along with John Laffia. Child's Play was produced by David Kirchner. And he's produced all of the films except for Three and the reboot. It's starring Alex Vinson as Andy, Catherine Hicks as Andy's mom, Karen, Dinah Manoff, you'll remember her from Empty Nest, as friend Maggie, Chris Sarandon as Detective Mike Norris, um, and you'll also remember Chris Sarandon worked with Tom Holland in Bright Night. Um, Alex appears in Child's Play 1, 2, uh, and a cameo at the end of one movie, and then the cult of Chucky, And Brad Dourif is the voice of Chucky for all of the films except the reboot. Next up, Child's Play 2 from 1990, so two years later. Directed by John Lafayette, and you remember he was listed as a co-writer in the first movie. Alex Vinson returns as Andy. He's joined by Christina Lees, who plays a foster kid um, named Kyle. Then there's foster parents Phil, played by Garrett Graham, and Joanne, played by Jenny Gutter. Grace Sabrisky plays the social worker Grace Poole. And Beth Grant is a teacher who tangles with Chucky, and I know you would uh, know her if you saw her. She's great at portraying uh, scary people, and she's done tons of shows, but probably best known for Jericho, Wonder Falls, Pushing Daisy, and Mockingbird Lane. Then we have Child's Play 3 from 1991, so one year later. Directed by Jack Bender, produced by Robert Latham Brown, starring Jim Whalen as a 16-year-old Andy, and John Slivers as Ronald Taylor, and Peary Reeves as Christina DeSalva. Next up, Bride of Chucky from 1998, so seven years later. Directed by Ronnie Wu, who did Freddy vs. Jason. Jennifer Tilly makes her first appearance as Chucky's girlfriend, Tiffany. Also appearing are John Ritter, of course, from Three's Company, Katherine Heigl from Grey's Anatomy, and Nick Stable. Alexis Arquette also did, uh, I thought that was a very fun role, that she had playing Damien and his alter ego, Howard. Next up, Seed of Chucky from 2004, so six years later. This is the last movie released in theaters, the rest went direct-to-home video, except for the last one. As I said before, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Ch- Chucky, and Cult of Chucky are all directed by Don Mancini, and starring this time around is Billy Boyd as the voice of Glenn and Glinda. He's probably best known for playing Pippin in Lord of the Rings. Uh, Redman, who's an a actor, rapper, record producer, he was in Scary Movie 3, stars as himself. And Jennifer Tilly also stars as herself and the voice of the doll, Tiffany. And, of course, Brad Dourif, again, voices Chucky. Also, uh, a fun little thing in here is John Waters uh, has a brief appearance as a reporter. Next up, Curse of Chucky, 2013. So, nine years later, again, direct a video starring Fiona Dourif. Who is Brad Dorff's daughter? Jennifer Tilly is back, but you have to uh, wait till the end of the movie to see her. Also appearing, A Martinez is a priest. Danielle Biscutti as Nika's sister Barb. Summer Howl as Nika's niece Alice. Brennan Elliott as Barb's husband Ian, and Maitland McConnell as nanny Jill. Again, like I said, make sure you watch through the post-credit scene because. Andy returns. Uh, the seventh movie is Cult of Chucky from 2017. So, four years later, another director video. Fiona Dorf is back, as is Jennifer Tilley, Alex Vinson, and then a brief appearance by Summer Hal. Also appearing are Adam Heurig as multiple Malcolm, Michael. Theriault, sorry I messed up that pronunciation, I'm sure, is Dr. Foley, Elizabeth Rosen as Madeline, Grace Lynn Kung as Claire, and Christina Elise also returns in another post credit scene. The eighth movie is the reboot, so Child's Play from 2019, two years after the last movie. Uh, this movie was released in theaters. Instead of a doll possessed by A.I., Instead of a doll possessed by a serial killer, he's a homicidal home tech appliance. So, think an evil Alexa or Siri. And this movie is directed by Lars Clevberg, screenplay by Tyler Burton-Smith, produced by David Katzenberg and Seth Graham-Smith, starring Aubrey Plaza as Karen Barclay, Gabriel Bateman as Andy, and Brian Tyree Henry as Detective Mike Norris. And Mark Hamill, of course, from Star Wars fame, is the voice of Chucky here. Where to find these movies? Amazon has the first child's play and the remake for free. Bride and Seed are $4 each. Netflix has the first movie and Cult of Chucky. Hulu has the first movie and the remake. HBO has 2 and 3. Or you can watch them on Google Play, YouTube, iTunes, or Vudu for the usual $4 each. They are not available on Shudder or Tubi. Rotten Tomato scores. The first movie, critics gave it a 71. Audiences gave it a 63. This is the highest rating by audiences in the franchise. Two, critics gave it a 44. Audiences gave it a 47. Three, critics gave it a 29. Audiences gave it a 33. This is the lowest by both critics and audiences. Bride of Chucky. Critics 46%, Audiences 46%, so they match there. Seed of Chucky, Critics 33%, Audiences 38%. This is the next lowest by Critics and Audiences. Curse of Chucky, Critics 76, Audiences 56. Cult of Chucky, Critics 79, Audiences 46. This is the highest rating by Critics. And the Reboot, Critics 63, Audiences 57. So you can see... Uh, Cult of Chucky and the first Child's Play and the reboot got pretty high scores. The uh, movies with the lowest scores are Child's Play 3 and Seed of Chucky. Uh, For the plot, I'm just going to read a brief synopsis from IMDb and then see, um, then just go over a little bit about the plot. So for the first movie, IMDb says. A single mother gives her son a much sought after doll for his birthday, only discover that it is possessed by the soul of a serial killer. So obviously it's Andy's birthday and he wants a good guy doll, but his widowed mother can't afford it. So she does what any good parent would do and buys it off the street. And of course, she doesn't know that the doll has a spirit of serial killer, Charles Lee Ray inside it. And we saw in the opening sequence of the movie that a badly injured Ray uh, went to hide from um, Detective Norris in the toy factory. And he, before Norris could get to him, he transferred his soul via some voodoo ritual into the good guy doll. So that's what happened there. Um, Andy eventually figures out that something is very wrong with the doll, but no one believes him. And then Karen's friend Maggie, she was babysitting Andy, and she gets thrown out the window and plummets to her death. Uh, that was really a good death scene, as it was in slow-mo. to reverse the effects of the curse, Charles Lee Ray must inhabit the first person he told his secret to. And unfortunately for everyone involved, that's Andy. So, Karen and Andy try to fight Chucky off, but that little sucker is hard to kill. They do all sorts of stuff to him. They eventually succeed after uh, setting him on fire, shooting him to pieces, and that's when his various body parts still try to kill them, and finally, shooting him in the heart. So, I want to pause now and play a song from the end credit of the first Child's Play movie. This was composed and performed by Joe Rincini. Some people have called it the theme song, but there really wasn't a theme song for the first child's play, and Renzetti has been in tons of things, uh, done tons of things, including Poltergeist 3, Basket Case 2 and 3, an episode of Tales from the Crypt, and the TV series Missing Persons, so here you go. Next up is Child's Play 2. IMDB says, while Andy's mother is admitted to a psychiatric hospital, the young boy is placed in foster care, and Chucky's determined to claim Andy's soul, and he is not far behind. So this takes place soon after the first movie. The head honcho of the Good Guys factory is worried about sales given the tragic events of Child's Play 1. So they take what's left of the charred Chucky doll and they clean him up. And when they are adding the eyeballs, the guy operating the machine is electrocuted, and Chucky is back to life. So he hunts down Andy at a foster home. He gets rid of another good guy doll named Tommy by burying him in the yard, and he takes his place. Chucky kills the foster father. He also kills one of Andy's teachers, Mrs. Kettlewell, with a yardstick. And that was a good visual uh, from outside the window, looking in as the yardstick raises up with blood on it. So I thought that was a good, a good kill. And he also later kills Joanne and Grace. The other foster kid, Kyle, finally believes Chucky is real when she sees him for herself. Kyle, Andy, and Chucky end up in the good guy's factory. And his doll parts spin around assembly lines they try to escape. Chucky tries to perform the ritual on Andy, but realizes he has been in the doll's body for too long. They stop Chucky by first getting him stuck in a gate, and his hand stuck in a gate, and he just rips it off and replaces it with a blade. Eventually, Chucky is trapped in a press where he ends up mangled with a bunch of different arms, legs, heads, etc. But of course, it's still not the end. Uh, next, they pour molten lava over him. Still doesn't work. And lastly, they shove a hose, or Andy shoves a hose in his mouth and blows off his head. So, game over for this time around. I thought Chucky could be stopped from the first movie if you shot him in the heart. So, I don't know. I think they just forgot that one for the second one. Next up, Child's Play 3. This is set eight years later. IMDB says, Chucky returns for revenge against Andy, the young boy who defeated him, and is now a teenager living at a military academy. So in the opening, we once again see the Good Guys factory. It's covered with cobwebs, and they decide to dust it off and take everything back online. They move the big mangled mass of plastic that was chucky by attaching it to a big hook and then moving it through the air. Uh, some blood escapes from it and ends up in a vat of molten plastic, so you can guess what happens next. Andy is now 16 years old and, as we said, is a new guy to military school. It's rough going, though, because the kids there are, uh, being a jerk to him. And Chucky mails himself to the academy, but the package is intercepted by a younger student, who is Tyler. Chucky tries the old, I have a new body and haven't told you secret on Tyler, but Tyler escapes before the spell is complete, and then they are doing war games as well, and Chucky decides to replace the bullets with, um, the fake bullets with live bullets, so that ends up knocking off a few people, and then they all end up in the carnival, where there are lots of, it's carnival slash haunted house, where there are lots of jump scares. It looks like Tyler and Andy might be goners, but Chucky eventually falls into an industrial fan, and is chopped into little itty-bitty pieces. Next up, Bride of Chucky takes place one month after after three. This time, the show takes a comedic turn, and they dropped the plot point of um, Chucky trying to possess a child, at least for a little while here. IMDb says, Chucky, the dog possessed by serial killer, discovers the perfect mate to kill and retrieve uh, and revive into the body of another doll so Chucky's girlfriend Tiffany plays a cop to retrieve Chucky's body from police evidence locker she then kills the cop and stitches Chucky back together uh, with some other doll parts she has and she is reading a book called voodoo for dummies and does the voodoo ritual on him and brings him back to life so that was pretty funny Tiffany wants to get married, but Chucky doesn't think so. So he electrocutes her while she's soaking in the tub, and he puts her soul into a doll, which we now call the Tiffany doll. His plan is to recover an amulet that was buried with his body, and then they can use it to inhabit the bodies of Tiffany's young neighbor, Jesse, and his girlfriend, Jade. Meanwhile, the police are looking for Jesse and Jade because they think they're the ones doing all the killings. The finale is in the cemetery in New Jersey where Charles Lee Ray is buried. And they open the casket and get the amulet. And then a charred Tiffany, and she's charred because they, uh, Jade and, uh, what's his name, Jason and Chucky and Tiffany were in an RV to get to the cemetery. And at some point, they end up shoving Tiffany into the oven. But of course, that doesn't kill her either um, Tiffany decides that she's going to try to kill Chucky, so these two, over the course of many movies, are always trying to kill each other. They have a fun shovel fight, which is shot from overhead, so that was a good time, and then she stabs him with a knife in the chest. It looks like he's dead, but nope. Then he tries to kill her, then it looks like she's dead, but nope. Jade eventually shoots Chucky dead for now, And not before he says, I always come back, which is true. A cop arrives and can't believe what he's seeing. He then finds the body of Tiffany. But again, she's not dead. And she starts screaming and out pops a little baby uh, doll that has really sharp teeth that scream a bloody murder. So that was pretty funny. If you didn't know that was coming, that's a good surprise. And, um... We had seen previously that Chucky and Tiffany Dolls had had sex, so that's where the baby came from. Too funny. Um, It was filmed in a silhouette style, so again, that was a lot of fun. Next up, Seed of Chucky, set six years after the previous movie, IMDb says, Chuck and Tiffany are resurrected by their innocent, gender-confused daughter, Glenda, and hit Hollywood where a movie depicting the killer doll's murder spree is underway. So, that's IMDB's words, not mine. The, um, the movie with Glenn, Tiffany and Chucky's baby that was born at the end of the last movie. The movie begins with Glenn, who is the baby grown up after the last movie. He is working with a ventriloquist in England, and the guy's really abusive to him. He wants to learn about his parents. So, he sees on TV that Tiffany is doing a movie called Chucky Go Psycho. It's about the urban legend of Chucky and Tiffany, and he ships himself to Hollywood where he resurrects his parents, who are of course playing the dolls, with an amulet that was left in the graveyard. And of course, what do they do next? They kill a poor guy with some piano wire, so they're right up to their usual deeds. This time around, Uh, Chucky and Tiffany decide they're going to take over the bodies of Jennifer Tilly and her chauffeur. So that sounds familiar. Um, They also, in a very strange twist, decide Chucky will impregnate via artificial insemination Jennifer Tilly. Then whatever gender the baby is, they'll put Glenn or Glenda's soul into that. And wouldn't you know it, it's twins. So the police arrive... They see all the bodies, dead bodies laying around, and the dolls are nowhere to be seen. Fast forward five years, there's a birthday party for Glenn and Glenda, and Jennifer Tilly is there. And, of course, it should come as no surprise that she is actually Tiffany. And uh, we learn this when she beats a maid to death with a Tiffany doll. So I think Glenn is the good part of um The psyche and Glenda is the evil part. I'm not sure, but I think that's how it goes. Anyway, a package comes for Glenn. He opens it to find the severed arm of Chucky, which then attacks him. And that's the end of the movie. Next up, Curse of Chucky, IMDB says, After her mother's mysterious death, Nika begins to suspect that the talking red-haired doll her visiting niece has been playing with Maybe the key to the recent bloodshed and chaos. This time around, the franchise returns to straight-up horror, but it still has some comedic elements, and there's some great kills in this. We open on a mother and daughter living in a big house. The daughter, Nika, is in a wheelchair. A doll arrives in the mail. They're not sure why. And then the mother is soon dead. So Nika's sister arrives with husband, daughter, and nanny, and a priest in tow, And the sister says, Barb says her mother committed suicide and they must pray for her. She also wants them to sell the house and Nika to move into an assisted living facility because she's having financial problems. Nika gives Alice the doll to play with. And soon Chucky's open to his old tricks. He poisons a priest with rat poison, which later causes him to crash into another family's car, killing everyone involved and beheading the priest. He then uh, sneaks up on the nanny and electrocutes her. Then he kills Barb. Uh, Nika's brother-in-law, Ian, doesn't believe it's the doll. He thinks Nika is killing everyone. Also, Alice is missing. And he goes to look at the nanny cam that he hid in Chucky and realizes that Chucky is indeed alive. But it's too late because he kills Ian as well. Um, I was wondering before the end of this movie how this family tied into the franchise, but it really does, because we later learn that Charles Lee Ray was a friend of their family. Previously, he fell in love with Mother Sarah, and he killed her husband and kidnapped Sarah while she was pregnant with Nika. The police finally trap him down, but he stabbed Sarah in the belly. This is what caused Nika to be paralyzed. He's then chased by Detective Norris, which we saw, of course, at the beginning of the first movie, and you know what happened about that. We also learn at the end of the movie that it was Jennifer Tilly, possessed by Tiffany, who mailed the doll to the family. She killed another cop who retrieved the doll as evidence and then says who's next. At the very end of the movie, Alice has survived Chucky and she's living with her grandmothers, but Chucky mails himself there too because he wants to be in Alice's body. Um, Nika also survives, but is convicted of the murders and left in in asylum for the criminally insane. And in the post-credit sequence, Chucky is after a now-grown Andy. That poor guy cannot catch a break. And when Chucky tries to sneak up on him, Andy shoots him with a shotgun saying, play with this. Next, we got Cult of Chucky. It's four years after the event of the first movie. IMDB says Chucky returns to terrorize his human victim. Nika, meanwhile the killer doll, has some scores to settle with his old enemies with the help of his former wife. So this opens with Andy, a grown Andy now out on a date. Unfortunately the woman googled him and knows about the doll and all the murders. Nika is still in a mental hospital after being convicted of killing her family, and Tiffany shows up there and says her niece Alice is now dead and wanted Nika to have the Chucky doll that she used in therapy. And, of course, patients and staff start dying. Andy drives to the asylum to have a final showdown with Chucky. He also has Chucky's head locked in a safe in his house, and he likes to torture it with a blowtorch. So poor Andy's got some problems. This time around, Chucky has somehow managed to put his spirit into at least three dolls. He then takes over the body of Nika as well, enabling her to walk. And in the end, Nika, Tiffany, and the Tiffany doll drive off together. There is apparently a post credit scene in which Kyle remember her from uh, Child's Play 2, goes to Andy's house to keep an eye on the Chucky head, but I did not see that. That was not in the Netflix version of the movie. And lastly, Child's Play from 2019. As I said, this is a series reboot. IMDB says a mother gives her 13-year-old son a toy doll to play with for his birthday, unaware of the sinister nature. Uh, The difference between this one and the original, there are a couple. The first one is that in this movie, Andy is aged up to 13. He was much younger in the first movie. And instead of a doll being possessed by a serial killer, Chucky is a homicidal home tech appliance. Uh, At the beginning of the movie, a worker in Vietnam is fired because he was unproductive. Then he takes revenge by turning all the safety features of the Buddy doll, which is what they're calling him this time around, He turns all the safety features off, he puts the box, it in a box for shipment, and then he throws himself off the roof, which is reminiscent of Maggie's death in the first movie. The manufacturing Buddy, of course, ends up in a store in Chicago where Karen Aubrey Plaza works. She takes it home to her son, and Buddy says he wants to be called Chucky, so that's his name in this movie. Andy wears a hearing aid, that will become important a little bit later. And Andy recognizes that something is wrong with the Buddy doll. And then Buddy starts trying to kill everyone that upsets Andy. So the cat, the mother's boyfriend, etc. There's finally a big showdown in the store where Karen works. And Andy, Karen is hung. And uh, looks. That's, that was a good scene. Uh, looks like she's close to death. But then Andy and Mike, the detective, Mike Norris, end up saving the day. And we think this is the end, but nope. At the very end, we see one of the buddy dolls that's in a box on the shelf has flickering red eyes, and that's always a sign that Chucky is back. So let's pause again this time. Uh, We are going to play the theme song from Child's Play, the reboot, which was by Bear McCreary, and he's done lots of other things, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the new Battleship Galactica, Outlander, Black Seals, and The Walking Dead. And he also won an Oscar in 2013 for the music for Da Vinci's Demons.
1: I'm your best friend. When you feel lonely and you start to cry, I am always by your side. We are best buddies until the end. More than just buddies, we are best friends. Don't ever leave me. Please don't say goodbye. I'll be yours till the day that you die.
0: (laughs) Now, on to trivia. Future developments. The sci-fi channel Mancini and Kirchner are working on a nine-episode TV series that will be out next year, currently titled Chucky. Brad Dorff will return as the voice of Chucky. And the TV series is supposed to share continuity with the movies, so I'm looking forward to that. Also, over the years, it's been hinted that they would like to do a crossover between Chucky and Nightmare on Elm Street, similar to what they did uh, with Jason versus Freddy, but so far, nothing has materialized there. The script was originally written by Don Mancini while he was in college, based on the popularity of Cabbage Patch dolls and the My Buddy dolls. Also, he based it on the Talking Tina doll from an episode of The Twilight Zone, which I think were actually based on the Chatty Cathy dolls. Uh, And also based on a uh, Zuni doll from Trilogy of Terror with Karen Black. That's where she plays several different roles in three different uh, stories. And that one, if you have not seen it, I highly recommend. It is lots of fun because they have the a doll point of view, scurrying across the ground, and Karen Black is uh, great in it. So definitely check that out if you haven't seen that before. The first, second, and fourth films were box office successes and earned $182 million worldwide. The first film and remake are owned by MGM. Everything else except Seed of Chucky is owned by Universal Pictures, and Relativity Media owns Seed of Chucky. Thus, what we have are two different child play franchises at this point, because when MGM decided to reboot Chucky, they went to Mancini and Kirchner and asked them to join the project, but both declined because they had just released Cult of Chucky, which was very popular. So the reboot was done without anyone who had worked on the franchise for the past 30 years. There are also... um, A lot of alternate media and merchandise tie-ins in this franchise including comic books, video games, novels, several short films, and theme park attractions. Um, The franchise began as a straight horror movie. It wasn't too horror heavy. Then it moved into slasher territory for the next two movies. Then it became a horror comedy with Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky and then Curse of Chucky returns to its horror roots, but it still has elements of camp in it. The first movie, the original Chucky was an animatronic puppet that took 11 people to control, each manipulating a different body part. There are a number of different Chucky's, including Tantrum Chucky, Flailing Chucky, stationary Chucky, etc. The scenes that weren't a puppet or CGI had an actual actor, playing Chucky, and his name is Ed Gale, and they accomplish this by making the scenes 30% larger. Alex Vinson also briefly played Alex Vinson's little sister, who I believe was two years old at the time, also played Chucky in one scene where the doll chases Maggie down the hallway. Catherine Hicks, of course, who plays Karen, and Kevin... Yiker, who uh, created the Chucky doll, met on set and were married the next year. The serial killer's name, Charles Lee Ray, is derived from Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, who who assassinated JFK, and James Earl Ray, who assassinated MLK. The original movie title was Batteries Not Included, and then Blood Buddy, Another script had the audience wondering if Andy was really killing people instead of Chucky. And another version of the script was a satire on toy marketing to children before it became a horror movie. Here's something I didn't know. Don Mancini and John Lafia were barred from the set after threatening to sue Tom Holland over a writing credit dispute. And Maggie was supposed to be electrocuted in the tub but that scene was later used in Bride of Chucky. All of Brad's voiceovers are pre-recorded so they can match his voice to Chucky's mouth movements. And despite his reputation for hating all things horror, Roger Ebert gave this film a positive review. Uh, In this movie, Chucky loses his right hand as he does in the first three movies. Charles Mann, remember we talked about him a while back, had expressed interest in producing. He later went on to do the Puppet Master series. Catherine Hicks won a Saturn Award for her portrayal of Karen. And there are a number of famous quotes from this movie. I'll play a few later, but there's also I'm Chucky, want to play, and I'm Chucky, I'm your friend till the end, which at the end of the movie, Andy says... This is the end, friend. The body count in this movie is six. Next up, Child's Play 2. Charles Lee Ray is cited as being the Lakeshore Strangler, who I think killed some dozen people before he put his uh, soul into the Chucky doll. The original script had Karen Hicks... Katherine Hicks, who played Karen, returning in a courtroom scene. Chris Sarandon was also supposed to be back, but both characters were cut from this uh, script. The original script was supposed to take place at Christmas time. Good Guy Doll Tommy is named after the director Tom Holland, and the events cover a span of four days. You'll notice that in all of these movies, they cover between two and four days. Jenny Agutter said this was the worst filming experience she had had, so I'll be interested to learn what happened there. And this is Christine Elise's film debut as foster kid Kyle. Mary Steenburgen and Karen Black were considered for the role of Grace Poole. And Veronica Cartwright was considered for the role of Joanne. Uh, and, of course, Veronica Cartwright's been in all sorts of horror movies, Alien, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Birds, etc., I would have been interested to see her in that role. Chucky doesn't use a gun in this movie, or Curse of Chucky. Uh, this movie, like the first one, again, takes place in Chicago. And the body count here is seven. And uh, before we continue, I want to play another song for you. This is by a Child's Play 2 composer Graham Revel. This was his first big Hollywood film score. And he's done tons and tons of other stuff, um, including The Crow from *Dust Till Dawn, *Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, Dune, Daredevil, Freddy vs. Jason, Sin City, and he also did Bride of Chucky. So here is the theme song to Child's Play 2. Child's Play 3, Don Mancini, says is his least favorite of the franchise and says he ran out of ideas for the movie. The movie caused a stir in the UK, and there were calls to censor it when two boys were convicted of killing another, but it was later determined that they had not seen the movie beforehand. John Ritter was supposed to be a guard at the Good Guy factory in this movie, but later went on to be in Bride of Chucky instead. Peter Jackson was asked to direct. And Alex Vinson, the first Andy, of course, is seen in photos here. And this is the third time that Chucky loses his hand. First, Karen shoots it off. Second, it was replaced with a blade. And the third one here, Andy cuts it off. This is the only child's play where no females die. The deaths are all male. And the body count here is seven. Bride of Chucky. At the beginning of the film, in the evidence locker, you also see Freddy's glove from Nightmare on Elm Street, Jason and Michael Myers' masks from Friday the 13th and Halloween, and as well as a chainsaw that presumably is from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The crate from Creepshow is also there. Blink and you'll miss it though. Julia Stiles originally was supposed to play Jade, but left to do 10 Things I Hate About You. And two Rob Zombie movies were used here, Living Dead Girl and Thunder Kiss 65. Marilyn Manson was originally considered for the role of Damien, so that would have been interesting. And the body count here is 10. Next, we have Seed of Chucky. There is a scene where Chucky runs a car that has a license plate that says Britney on the back off the road after they both exhibit road rage. The managers for Britney Spears asked that a disclaimer be added to the movie and the movie posters that says Britney Spears does not appear in this movie, which is kind of funny. Obviously, we know it's not Britney Spears, but whatever. Quentin Tarantino was originally offered the Redman role, and Joe... Pantolian, I know I spelled that wrong, P-A-N-T-O-L-I-A-N, who you will know from The Sopranos and from Bound, which also starred Meg Tilly, was considered for the Redman role. This is the first film to be released by Rogue Pictures, which is an offshoot of Focus Films. Glenn and Glenda is named after the Ed Wood movie from 1953, in which he starred as Both. Chris Sarandon was approached to revise his role as Detective Mike Norris, but declined due to scheduling conflicts. And here's something that I thought was a continuity error initially, but it is not. You'll remember that Glenn has a stamp on his wrist that says Made in Japan, and but Chucky was made in Chicago. However, if you remember back when Tiffany was stitching him together, she had to add new doll parts from her old dolls in order to... Um, Get Chucky Back Up and Running, so it's one of those that included uh, an arm that said Made in Japan. This movie was filmed on the largest soundstage in Romania and the second largest in Europe. Cold Mountain was also shot there. And Tiffany's reading a book called Twelve Step in Three Days. As I said, the action in these movies all pl- take place between two and four days. This one takes place in three days. The body count here is 12. Next up, Curse of Chucky. The knife Charles Lee Ray uses in the flashback is the same knife Chucky uses in the first Child's Play movie, and it's kind of red. The, um, the blade is red with like small squiggle designs on it. Brad Dorough plays Charles Lee Ray in the flashbacks. He said he had to wear a wig and lots of makeup. Uh, to look like he did in the original film, and they also use lighting to their advantage. With a runtime of 97 minutes, this is the longest of the series. So you can see that the child's play movies are not really long. Um, body count here is nine, if you count Nick's father Daniel, who was killed, of course, off-screen uh, in a flashback, and also Alice's grandma. Next up, Cult of Chucky. Two weeks before the release of the movie, it was released on Twitter and YouTube. Alex Vinson says he doesn't know why, because it was going to be available on Netflix anyway. The crew and cast had different names for the various Chucky dolls to keep them straight, so there was Buzzcut, so that's the Chucky who's had his hair cut, Ragamuffin, Edwardian, and Evil Dead. Several cast members in this movie also had other roles, including Adam Hurtig, who played multiple Malcolm, he was previously Officer Stanton. Alice Theron, who plays Nurse Ashley, was the UPS delivery person that gave Chucky, that gave Andy the Chucky doll. And Darren Wall played a security guard at the asylum and was previously a highway cop. This is the second film in which Chucky wins, the first being Curse of Chucky. And the body count here is eight. Eight. Plus Alice, who's killed off-screen, and at least one Chucky doll. I'm going to pause here and play a couple of Chucky's catchphrases. Um, including, hi, I'm your Chucky, I'm your friend to the end. And of course, when Chucky attacks people, uh, he is very different. So here you go. Hi, I'm Chucky. And I'm your friend, You the stupid inn. bitch! you ah! filthy slut! Ah! Did you fuck with me? And lastly, the Child's Play reboot. There are lots of ET references. Andy is wearing a red hoodie, Chucky's glowing finger makes stuff happen, and Chucky learns how to do stuff from watching television. This time, instead of Good Guy dolls, they're called Buddy dolls. And instead of the Play Pals company, Buddy dolls are manufactured by the Caslin industry, who does a bunch of other things, including. Uh, advanced robotic stuff, drones, camera etc. A number of Chucky dolls were created with interchangeable heads, arms, and legs so that they could do whatever is needed in the scene. Chucky's facial features are radio-controlled, and for movements such as walking and running, this is done by rods connected to the puppets. While many practical effects are used, Chucky's eyes and some of his expressions are t- t- CGI, And an army of empty shell Buddy dolls was made to be seen in the boxes in the factory or on the assembly line. Some of them were printed with a 3D printer. The toy car, Andy Drives, quotes Robocop by saying, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Um, In the original, Chucky's created by Voodoo. Here, he's created by a disgruntled employee who turns off Buddy's safety features. And the body count here is 8 plus the buddy doll and the cat. Now, why should you watch these movies? Well, um, you have to consider this a horror comedy going into it. I don't know about you, but I'm not really scared by a doll. But um, if you approach it in that way, I think it's a lot of fun. I really like the franchise, especially starting with Bride of Chucky. It is delightfully campy and dark, and the dialogue is razor sharp. Jennifer Tilly is excellent in her role, or roles, and Fiona Doroth I also enjoyed in these two movies. And the animatronics on the dolls keep getting better and better over time. I like the doll POV shots, as I mentioned, um, also for Trilogy of Terror. And I can't wait to see the TV series, I think, with Mancini, Kirshner, Tilly, and hopefully both Doris back. It should be a lot of fun. Um, I did enjoy the reboot. I was interested to see how they changed the source material. And uh, I like Aubrey Plaza, so that was good. And obviously in that one, technology is the big bad instead of a serial killer who voodoos himself into a doll's body. I would say if you want to pick a couple of these movies to watch, because obviously watching all of them is a big time commitment, so I would suggest checking out the original Child's Play movie, Bride of Chucky, and Cult of Chucky. Child's Play 2 is basically the same movie as 1, although some people argue it's better than 1. Number 3 is definitely Forgettable, and Seed of Chucky I liked, I just didn't like it as much as the others. So on to recipes, there, is, uh, there are lots of people who do Chucky um, cookies, cupcakes, cakes for birthdays, even for a few weddings. Um, so I will include the directions to one uh, for cookies from a website called rabbitinred.com. So you can check that out. Um, also, there is a YouTube video I'll include a link to where a baker in Scotland made a life-size Chucky to put in her display window at Halloween. And Chucky there is made out of lots of Rice Krispie Treats, uh, fondant, um, other stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. I'll include a link to that. Now, where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. And we're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at, at gmail.com or check us out on our website at foodandfrideatandfilmfanatics.podbean.com. In conclusion, stay safe this Labor Day weekend. Remember to wear your mask and social distance. And if you get a package in the mail that has a big doll in it, do not bring it in the house because you're just asking for trouble. Have a good one till next week. Bye.